0: Welcome back to Inside the Show. I'm your host, Guffy, alongside Kooks. And Kooks, we had a lot of stuff to do with last weekend. I, I'm, I'm just going to standpoint. I haven't touched it yet. I haven't touched it yet. What we're talking about is Conquest Extreme. I don't know if I'm ready for it. I'm still not meant to be prepared for it. But you, Kooks, you went straight into it. You, uh, Let's just say, was it extreme enough for you? Or was it just, you know, one of those moments where, you know, it wasn't as bad or was it something that you just want to punch your monitor right through?
1: To be honest, it was it was about exactly what I expected. I other than maybe Conquest, I didn't think they were going to bring Conquest Extreme back. Um, but as far as the moments. um it was almost exactly like I expected. The one I really expected to struggle on was the strikeout 10 batters and don't allow a home run. You never know with the CPU. Like it, you can, you know, make good pitches and sometimes like they'll still get a hold of one. So you just kind of got to get lucky on that. So I expected to struggle. I failed that one twice, once in the ninth inning. Um, so that was, you know, pain. But uh, the one I actually struggled with the most, other than that one, for some uh, weird reason, was uh, coming back in the eighth inning against Mariano Rivera. I don't know why that one gave me so much trouble. I don't know if I was just getting extremely unlucky over and over and over again, but man... That one gave me so many issues. It took me like an hour and 30 minutes to beat that one. Oh, and it was all on stream. Oh. And I, I don't know why that one... It, it doesn't seem that hard because I usually don't struggle against Mo in online. But for some reason, when you go against the CPU1 legend, nothing falls. So that one took me a while. But the other ones I didn't really struggle with too much. Um, the showdown I thought was easy. And the conquest... At the end of the day it 's not that hard it 's just conquest is more of a mental grind than anything else so okay. it was it was extreme, but it was about what I expected from extreme
0: oh yeah yeah, so I, I I see everyone go through it i see. I see people struggling. People it's, it's saying it's a, either it's not that bad. A breed. I just I didn't know what to expect. Um, to be honest with you, with the rewards it, I, for me personally, I thought that Yelich was great. Um, to start out with the Nate Pearson. What do you think about Lou Gehrig being the final choice of the program after we just got Babe Ruth for the all times program, which he has a secondary at first base.
1: Um, I definitely thought it was an interesting choice. I've been waiting for Lou Gehrig. I liked his card last year, so um, I wanted to use him this year, see how he was with his swing and perfect, perfect and all that stuff. But um, I, I did feel like it was an interesting choice when you could get Babe Ruth in uh, technically an easier manner. Um, you'll still have to play a lot of hours. but. Yeah, uh, a lot of people were probably expecting, like, a Griffey or a Maze. I was was expecting one of those guys, to be honest. I was, too. Um, But I I think the rewards are good, but if you look at it compared to some of the other content, you could definitely make the case that each of the three rewards isn't even, like, one of the best at, like— or isn't the the best at what they play. So like Yelich, there's three better outfielders. Pearson, I think there's five better starting pitchers. And uh, Gehrig, uh, you know, Babe Ruth is there. Eric Thames is free. You know, it's just – it's It's an interesting choice. Yeah, it's all about preference, of course. But you know what's
0: actually real good about the It's just the XP and Stubbs pretty much. Oh, yeah. Um, It's worth it just from that standpoint from what I see – People getting either packs from um, the conquest or just XP and stubs. It's definitely worth it if you're not like a fan of any of those players or you're not going to use any of those players. I say still do it if you, especially if you're just hitting the uh, the speech level as I am. Some people might already have a level 100, but if you're still on that or even just below that, it's a great way to get XP and that will help you out greatly. So I do like that standpoint of it. And, you know, it's it's your choice. You, You get to choose if you want to do it or not. Now with that said, I'm curious this, uh, when we first got dropped, there was a little debate, um, through the community and having these cards not sellable. What do you think? Like personally, I'll, I'll say why, why I think first, and then uh, I'll see what you say. Um, I would be opposed of having just every card being sellable. Um, to be honest with you, I, I, if, I mostly play online. Um, I don't really do that much grinding and I wouldn't mind just, you know, other people doing grinding for me. If I had to pay extra amount of stubs for that to save time, I will do it. Uh, I'm fine with that. Now I can see why offline players be like, they they wouldn't like that because they like the exclusive carts and award them for actually doing the offline grinding. So I could see both ways, but I think I'm just more biased because I don't really do that much offline grinding. I just mostly play P versus P and that's how I gain my stubs and XP that way um yeah. so i'm i i do not know where i on the spectrum that's why i think it's more a bias or personal pre- preference for me that's why i will like it so i'm you're also you do pretty much everything um so yeah. i'm very curious what you think about that
1: um i'm totally open to it uh i think I think the, if you're going to go like every card is sellable route, I think the only things that you have to make non sellable are collection rewards. I still, like, I don't think you should be able to buy Mickey Mantle or Sheffield or Biggio or guys like that, because if you just buy them, there's literally no point in you doing the collection to get all the other cards to lead up to them. Um, so other than that, I'm fine with it. I think you give people the the way to earn the cards however they see fit uh, i think they did a good job like the fact that the stage 3 team affinities are sellable is fantastic because you know, you can get all of those cards whenever you want them. If you don't want to grind out all the showdowns or if, you know, you're super far behind and you haven't even done stage one yet for some teams, but you really want to get that stage three guy, you don't have to do the big grind. You can play the game the way you want to play it. Now, some people might argue that it makes the game a little bit more pay to win if everything is just available on the market, which, you know, it's, it's a fair argument, but I think, the fact is you don't have to change anything. You just like let everybody get the cards the way they want to get them. You keep the grinds in there. You just get them to be sellable. You know, Let's say you go through this entire thing. You don't like Lou Gehrig or Nate Pearson, and you're like, well, I just did all this work. At least let me get some value out of it. Otherwise, Nate Pearson is just going to be sitting in my inventory taking up space. So yep. I think just give people the flexibility to do what they want with the card. Um, so yeah, I, I think being uh, everything being sellable is definitely something that I would be on board with at least like on paper. Exactly, and not only that, like with it's
0: similar how programs have maybe someone's not as good playing online, and but they see a flawless reward that they really like. This is their mm-hmm. way of gaining a lot of stubs by trying to do this quickly, sell in the market, get a nice pretty enough stubs, and then save for that card that might be more expensive than other cards that are currently on the market. So that's another way to put it as well. So that's where I could see offline or just other users actually want this all cards piece. So, well, but yeah, either way, I mean, like I said, like we said, it was, it was a good program, especially, especially worth doing the XP and stubs. I'm pretty much, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to try out the Yellich um, personally, and I see a lot of people doing good with him. Might not be the best left fielder, but his swing is always great. And the Nate Pearson is—I mean—he throws gas. Um, he only has four pitches. He doesn't really have a meta pitch, um, except for his. I guess he has—he has outlier for his fastball. I assume he does. Yeah, yeah. Does for his ninety-nine, two hundred. So that's always great. And um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. But we got another content update that's going to be happening tomorrow. We got the run it back. Uh, content where we're going to have a conquest or showdown where now they they explained it a little bit earlier today but they sent a tweet saying that you could play either conquest or showdown they showed the conquest map the conquest map looked like a downward arrow arrow or upward arrow i I forgot which one was but it looks very simple and what the key point was it's unlimited so what run running back is, it's gonna be a 15 player choice pack. You're gonna have 50 players in the choice pack. If you complete the conquest or the showdown, they're gonna put five random players. You gotta remember that it's not base rounds, it's five random players, it looks like. In that particular pack, you choose who you want, only one you get to choose, and you keep on playing. Um, you could keep on playing the conquest, keep on playing the showdown to keep gaining those running backpacks, and you know what? After seeing that, it's kind of cool. It's very similar to how they did the forever event, where you could just keep on playing the forever event and then try to get that Mike Trout eventually. That was in seventeen, eighteen, I think seventeen, I forget. Um, but it's very similar. Conquest, I like how it's unlimited. It makes it um the w- program much more a win um a lot of people were a little bit down on some of the cards that we uh were already released especially the elvis andrews but it's making a little bit more sense here kooks by seeing that and i i do i do like that approach where you could just keep on playing and get more of these packs
1: yeah and i think it's the right thing to do especially with the cards that are in there um you know if we got some ninety one overalls and we're pretty much used to at this point seeing nothing but ninety eights and ninety nines you know i th- i think that's that's totally fine so um it'll also help people you know on their trout collections with some of those prime cards and uh I think there's a hobby buy awards card in there and stuff, so i mean it'll it'll give people. Um, an incentive to do it Um, and you know if you don't need the stubs or if you don't care about it at all you don't need to do it but um, one thing that I'm excited about with it though like I know the cards themselves are not all that exciting Um, at least some of them are uh but for me, I like to do towards the end of the year, I like to do like an all-time team type of series on my YouTube channel where I just go through all 30 teams and build, you know, an all-time team based off the best players from that franchise and stuff. And some of these guys are gonna definitely fit in and make those teams better. So I'm excited from it or for it for that standpoint. But yeah. I, I definitely see why some people when the cards were coming out, they were a little bit like, I don't know about this one. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, you know, it it's funny that you brought up the cut like if you're doing Cubs team there's about one there's Javi there's Billy Williams that you can put Wade Davis you can put Um, and I believe who I'm missing there's one I'm missing Lee Um, Smith Lee Smith that just got released today that's the one I forgot to put it there. Yeah, Lee Smith also got released. Dude, that's four right there. So if you're m- making a Cubs all-time team, that that's good. <laughs> you got to do this one for doing that program. Um, yeah, I mean the cards. Um, there's particular cards. I think that Wade Davis is going to be a mainstay for a lot of people's um, bullpen. I even think that Lee Smith. It has outlier that's going to be good too. Besides that, other cards are. I'll try them out. See how I like. They're not Engage type of cards. Um, but they'll still be usable cards. And I'm going to bring up the point where a lot of people were explaining this on Twitter, and I kind of agree with them. Um, we just saw the show recently go on sale for PS Plus users, and I think they're leaning towards giving... Last year we had, um, I believe it was September, where MLB The Show 19 was free for PS Plus users, and I think we're going to see that again maybe in October when playoffs start. So this be a nice little... Thing for new users to come into playing this game and look like they could do this pretty simply uh, and gain these new cards and put them in the lineup and not only that you could farm for X, uh, XP I guess or stubs depending if they they didn't say if it was sellable on the market but I assume it will be um, I, I don't
1: see how it wouldn't be
0: sellable. Yeah, I, I couldn't see, yeah I couldn't see why not so that's going to be very easy to gain more stubs, especially if you like Kook said you want to go for trout and if you just need stubs like me for br sometimes where you know I'm a little short so
1: uh, <laughs> uh, let, let's not talk about your br woes how many how many 12 nos is it now? uh now since Tuesday 7. <laughs> you freaking animal man. I don't get how you do it.
0: I, I, I love it, man. I just uh there's there's a lot a lot that I don't know. I just it's the the fix is the adrenaline of trying go twelve and zero. it's just everything that comes with it. Um it's the game within the game, I, I, I like to say, uh, by drafting the team and figuring out new uh what players to play with. Also, they got some new player art, so I gotta get used to it. I'm so used to seeing play art when picking BR teams. That I'll just like I'll go to draft so quickly. Now now they updated like 300 new cards, so I gotta be wary of that. Oh yeah, you gotta look at that. Yeah, look at that. So I don't don't uh choose someone over that I really want it. Um but going back to the running back cards, um one card I'm I'm actually excited to use the Javi bias. It's very similar to his finest from MLB Show 18 makes sense because it's over Slugger 2018. And I always think he plays above his stats, so I'm very intrigued to see how that card is. Everyone else, I'll probably try to see how I do with them. Um, but the main main two cards, uh, main my top three Cougs here would be probably the Lee Smith, Wade Davis, and the Bobby Bais. But we haven't even seen all of them yet, and I still think there's more to come, so we'll see where it goes with that. Yeah. But yeah, now... It, now, now, I guess, I guess we'll get to it before we get to a main topic. So, Kooks, you, you, you kind of, kind of end on a nice little hot streak for the CCL. You got, you went on your nice little seven-game winning streak, mercyed everyone in your way, which I. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's happening, Coogs. You're just locking in at the right moment. It's like when teams get hot right before the season ends. That's pretty much how you're doing. It. And so, with that said, you get the second seed. And me, I'm coming in. I, I had these two tough games against Shelfie and Healy. I had to win pretty much both of them to get into playoffs. And. Um, fortunately I was able to do that dude they're just absolutely two sweat fest I, I only know how I'd score four in the ninth against healing the top of the ninth to even win the game um, but th- those two are great opponents definitely better players than me but uh, I guess that leads to us you getting into second seed I'm getting the seventh seed and with that said we are the first round matchup in the playoffs and I, I, I know maybe it's a good thing for the podcast Maybe it's a good thing for you, but for me, oh, boy, am I explaining this one out, especially the hot run you're going in. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's happening? What, what, did it trigger just was it just like, yo, know, I finally see, I don't know. Is it custom leagues? The hitting's just better? Or it just, uh, uh, tell me, what, what's what been going through that last seven games? You're on the seven-game winning streak to go into playoffs. What has been clicking for you? You know, I'm just saying this to get some tippets, by the way. Just.
1: <laughs> well... I think it's a couple things. One, the custom leagues hitting is so much more rewarding than diamond dynasty. When you start getting on a roll, it's, it's impossible to stop somebody like custom league hitting is so much different than what diamond dynasty has. And I I don't have, I don't think anybody can tell me different. And so I I don't know what it is, but I've kind of changed up my approach recently. Um, All I'm focusing on lately is timing. I don't care where my PCI is. We've had so many uh, weird swings where you're not even on the pitch and it still leaves the yard. In my opinion, obviously you want to get the PCI near the ball, but you do not have to be perfect. If you get your timing down, if you're on the early side of good and you are um, you know, just consistently doing that, I think that's a better approach than just simply try to square up the pitch with your PCI because you and I both know you can have a good timing swing all the time with a great PCI that just goes nowhere. All I'm focusing on right now is the timing. It, you know, makes like less of it's less for me to think about at the plate just like you know what swing on time whatever happens happens that's funny so that's kind of go ahead No, no 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 that's funny how you brought that up because
0: i've been doing the same thing recently and i we're on the same page because what I've been doing before each like uh, CCL games or even the ESL is practicing, just doing custom practice on say Legend. Put Chapman up there. And I'm just putting uh, bronze Roddy. Just get my timing down. And I didn't care about the result. I was just wanting to make sure I get the good timing down. And yeah, you're You nailed it on the head. Um, in this game, you just if you have that good timing or even that early timing, if you want to go by the meta, uh, you'll be in good shape. If
1: you're Yeah, I mean to. it's it's that's literally all you need to focus on. Like I said, you can you can focus on the PCI too and try and, you know, get the the PCI to the ball, but in my opinion the timing is, you know, significantly more important. So another little tip, I don't know if you're doing it, when you go to face Chapman in custom practice, are you turning it to a three O count? Yes okay yeah because yeah. then you just guarantee it's pretty much fastball yep. so
0: I just want to, um, try to get to get timing um, that's what yeah. I kind of wish since we're bringing up customer I kind of wish they just let us uh, even go further with that and be able to like hey I want this fastball I just want fastballs in this particular location and just get that you know you want to get that reaction that thumb reaction yes you know the pitch was there you're going to have to be a little strict on yourself to by either keeping the PCI in the middle. You don't want to just keep it there, especially if you know the pitch is coming right there. But I kind of wish we had that.
1: Um, yeah, I agree. A little bit more into that, so uh, it'd be nice to add that little factor because you can go into custom practice and you can practice hitting curveballs all day. But if you can't catch up to the fastball, then you know exactly. it's that. That's what you need to focus on. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's the custom league hitting. Uh, just focusing on timing and honestly, like that loss I had against Shelfie kind of lit the fire because I was six and two, I think, going into that game against Shelfie and it was just a slugfest. He beat me 13 to nine. I got some really unlucky breaks. He had some, you know, very late doubles down the line, you know, just things that could go wrong. And after that game, I was like, dude, I i I feel like I'm playing good. I don't want to do this again. So the offense really just started going off. And I think one of the things that actually helped me out is I had the lowest ERA in the entire league. Um, Movie, I think, has like a five something ERA. Mine's like 4.3. So in custom leagues, with the hitting being so rewarding, me having an ERA like that, I think that really helped me out as well. So, I think just towards the end, man, things started to click, and I'm, I'm on a little hot streak. So, yep. well, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun playoff matchup.
0: Yep. Uh, well, I, I already said people have been asking who's gonna win and all. I said you. Um, so I still expect that I'm gonna give it my all. See what we can do, and we'll talk about a lot more about our CCL matchup on the next podcast before leading up to our matchup but it looks like our matchup might be tuesday night um we'll confirm that a little bit later just follow us on twitter of course but it looks like it's gonna be tuesday night and the thing is i think we had to do I, we do the first two games i believe how it's gonna work and then if we go to game three it will be on like a thursday night or something like that so really okay. build up that into, into like just build up that Um, intensity of like a game seven game three. So that I thought that was pretty cool how they're going to do that. Um, But yeah, so we'll talk a lot more on CCL next week. We'll probably try to have someone from the CCL to talk about it. We'll, over their experience and a lot more from that. So stick around for that for next week. But for our main topic today, Cougs, what are we talking about? We are talking about events and we're talking about our wish list for events. So as you've been hearing throughout these past couple of weeks, we've been doing wish lists, especially since this is pretty much going to towards the time where SES is more focusing on 21 And polishing up the game. So we like to get these wish lists out there just in case if there's anything else that they will like to hear for feedback and stuff like that. So you guys have been helping us out as well by replying on tweets and uh, giving us your own wish list for events. But we're going to be talking about that today. And yeah, Kooks, I'll go over, I guess we'll go over our top three items and go from there. And and then we'll get some comments from the tweet that we put up beforehand, and go from that. So, Kooks, if there's one thing, we'll start with our, our major one thing that we want to see in events.
1: What would that be for you? Um, number one, uh, no dead ball event ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> uh, on on a serious note, um. I think no matter what, there should always be um, player rewards in the event. I think we've had a couple events this year where they've uh, extended a or, – or they've had a couple uh, events this year where it's been – no player rewards and just XP and stubs. Uh, And then sometimes if there is a player reward, um, they'll add like stage two of the event, but they won't even extend the rewards. I think there's always, in my opinion, there's gotta be something to play for in events. Even when you hit the max, let's say the max is a hundred wins in the event. I think you should still, at, like, you know, 110, give people just, like, a repeatable voucher that they could get for um, a 10-pack bundle or something like that. I feel like you should always be playing for something in the event. Um, I know uh, a lot of people played the event for other reasons, uh, which is another point I'll have in a minute here. Um, But, yeah, I think there should always be something to play for in the event, no matter what. Okay, I'm with that. Uh, My number one is more
0: body of life update, and I think we've been asking this for quite a while now, is to save your event lineup and not have to redo it every single time. Um, I think that's a little annoying. And you know what would be kind of cool is what if if we do have, like, when you generate your best event uh, lineup, it, usually has, it goes over, though. Um, it gives you a lineup and gives you for the overall. You know what would be kind of cool is once looking for new cards to plug in, it will only give you cards the inventory that like you you pick a player um it'll just give you cards that you could pick from that are eligible you don't have to keep on seeing oh if i put this card in will i be eligible oh no it's going to increase my overall. i kind of wish they just eliminated that just show me cards that i could replace with and be eligible at the same time or even that um they could show every every card in the inventory and just highlight the card with like A green aura saying that this card will be eligible if you replace it with this card or a red aura um, indicating that you can't replace this card with this particular card and stuff like that. That'll make it things a little bit easier, especially with that. And you could take that um, standpoint and put that into online leagues when you have a max overall. That's another thing that when we're playing custom leagues. And you have to figure out who you could pick in, and then you realize, oh, no, this is going to increase overall. I wish it was just more streamlined way of just knowing, like, oh, if I replace this card with this card, I'll be okay with the max overall and stuff like that. Something simple like that I would love to see. But definitely saving the vent lineup from one uh, run to another would definitely be great. And to go on to your rewards, I would love to see them... Bring back the t- specific 12 win rewards for events like we saw in 17. Um, I'm not too sure if we had that in 18. 18- no, actually, events started in 18. So, no, hold on. No, no events, events started in 17. Yeah, that's what I thought. They started in 17, and I think that's the card I'm talking about. Like, I remember Daniel Murphy, a postseason card, I always bring this up, um, was a 12 win for events. And I remember just getting that's the card I, I only wanted, um, got the 12 wins, and then. I, I could do whatever, but I would like to see that. Because if you're shooting just for live series cards, you could get those by just winning nine wins in BR. And, I mean, I don't think it's worth trying to go for the 12 wins sometimes. I mean, if you go on a run, might as well try, but it's not going to give you as much as an award as it would. And it's funny because we got um, a tweet from Jugzy, our friend Jugzy, of course, Jugzy Siegel. Um, if you're not following him, follow him on either on Twitter or Twitch, Jugzy Siegel both uh same both wares but he was also saying also make rewards for an event better than the cpu grind award the rewards are greater for beating the computer than it is for beating a human what do you think about that like should we have same like speaking of the 12 win but then again i guess have their own type of type of flawless cards i guess kind of just having better
1: cards overall yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, there's I mean, there's some cause look, events is not always meant to be the most competitive thing, and not saying play versus CPU is. And I think that's why they put some of the rewards they put in events because it's like, you know, it's a it's a fun way to mess with some team builds and some different players, um, and things like that. So I mean, yeah, i get I get the point there. Um, I think the way or the reason they do that is just because you know there's some people who don't play online uh they just play offline so they got to make sure there's still some good players to get offline at least so yeah yeah, i i get i get the point um i wouldn't be opposed to seeing some sort of of change there but yeah I, i totally get um what he's saying okay okay
0: anything
1: uh i'll let you go for another i got a couple few um yeah i got a couple more i'm going off your thing like more quality of life um i think we should be able to adjust our batting lineup in uh the event because you go to the event and you draft a team you can't like change your lineup until you get to the pre-game screen of the next game you're about to play so i think if you just had a little like edit lineup screen you could you know that'd be nice um and the other thing Uh, going off quality of life again or again is uh obviously a lot of people played the event this year to uh prestige their cards since they added prestige that was a big way to do it um you know you could do it all day in ranked but you know nine inning games harder difficulties Mm -hmm. at least with the event you have certain team builds where these guys can fit in and you can maybe use them against weaker pitchers so prestiging was great in the event um I just, I just one small little thing. When we're building our team, uh, I would like to have some sort of like, like maybe like, you know, like on these cards they have the little event thing that says like you can use these cards in the event. Um, It'd be cool if they had a little thing that said like prestigious, so that way like you don't have to. You know, think like, oh, wait, is this guy prestigious? Wait, I forgot about this guy. You know, little Harmon Killebrew just has a thing on his card that says prestigiable. So you'd be, if you're just going to the event just to prestige cards, boom, you just throw everybody you can who is able to be prestiged. And then you're at least grinding out those stats as well. So just a little quality of life things. That'd be dope. I'll
0: be down for that. Um, I will love to see them bring back lock stadiums. So you imagine moonshot. And either ship it, laughing Mountain, like one of those are cores field, like the high altitude, I feel like they did do that. no that was a tournament, never run, yeah, but imagine that like bring back the lock stadiums and do a moonshot event in those type of altitudes and see how mm-hmm. how big a score is that. I really like the lock stadium idea, even though my might not been the first event that you should have brought it back with the dead event uh dead ball event because um I understand it, and I like the testing out of it um. But, yeah, I, I don't know. That's something else I would like to see come back in. I'm trying to think what else. Um, i like to see just more variety of events, to be honest with you. Um, I lo- I loved also what they used to do back in the day where you used to do, like, all NO, like, just division events, I believe. Like, we're at just NO East or AO East or stuff like that. I'd love to see back. And I'm trying to think. Would you like nine innings in events? at all like give it a different um, area where you put ranked in like just give it a fix of getting nine inning games in because it's free it like you say it's not the most competitive mode but what if someone more? i don't want to put casual but wants to <laughs> see what nine inning games are like before they go into ranked i don't know but they could do casual for that i
1: guess I, I I think it just depends on the specific event. Like if dead ball was nine innings, I don't oh you know. Yeah, yeah. I no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, but yeah. but if it's like, you know, if it's maybe more balanced teams, uh, like where it's not, you know, the moonshot event where you got the power hitters versus the weak pitchers, nobody's going to want to play that for nine innings either because that's like, you know, the games are going to end 30 to 28. Like that's a little bit different. So I think it all depends on the the team builds i think it depends on the amount of wins that they're willing to put up for the rewards um it it's all situational personally if it's a nine inning event i'm probably not really playing it uh just cuz i would rather you know play ranked if i'm going to you know spend nine innings playing the game um so yeah i i don't know it's it's an idea i know i think they've done it before they've at least done six innings many times uh but Usually, people are a little bit more turned off by the six innings. And even when they do the six innings, they still usually put it to quick counts. Quick counts so, yeah, yeah. It, it's all situational, but I think for the most part, um, I don't think people are all that into nine inning events. Okay. Just putting that out there.
0: See, see, I don't know. I, I haven't played as much events. This year, as I have before, um, even though I probably should have, especially precision players and stuff like that, I did like how they utilized that. Um, a few uh, tweets that we got from asking for a list list. Kyle23, Undiscovered YT, um, another content creator out there. He said, also maybe add a reward for those who finish in the top page of the event. Ex- example, you get the prestige version of a specific reward from that event. Eh. I would be I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I, I think be that'd be kind of that. a cool idea. Yeah, especially for the people grinding and just want to continue. It'll make it more playable. I mean, people won't That's just true. try to get the reward and then just drop out. After, oh, okay, I got this award. There's no reason to play this event anymore. If you're telling me that the top, say, 25 get that prestige card of that particular player as well, and all you got to do is play P versus P and try to try get those wins instead of getting stats, hey, by all means that'd be kind of fun to see where people in the uh leaderboards by the end of uh that event it's just like how yeah just how we said in the rank season wish list like with the rewards for the top couple uh players in the sandings they'll just keep on trying to shoot for the top um couple of uh spots to get that particular award so yeah i'll be down for that So I thought
1: incentivize people to play however you can
0: yeah the, the more people on the better um, Matthew said, I really like when they force you to use cards you don't use in ranked seasons. The first dead ball event was cool. I liked the the go only event last year and stuff like that. Yeah, I do agree Like with cards that you don't like rigidly play with. Um, but although it, when said that, I think a lot of people like where it'll be like half that. Um, th- I feel like people still play more if there's a prestige way of getting those pat- uh, particular cards in that event. And then you could have like maybe just like diamond starters or gold hitters or stuff like that. And you could do that. Um, I think that's also cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think people like that too, like to to test out new cards. Um, it's just, you know, maybe, maybe not for a month of the same event where, you know, I, yeah, yeah the, I agree. I don't like dead ball. Okay. <laughs> Let's just leave yeah, it at just that. that. We don't like dead
0: ball. Um, yeah, I, I like to see that. I mean, BR is usually my way of testing out new cards and that'd be a great way to try out lower tier cards. They usually do that, like silver to bronze and stuff like that. Um, I don't remember if they had that this year, but I remember years in past they had that. And yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much events. I mean, events is there for you. Well, I love the new edition on how we use events to prestige cards. Like we're just talking. We sound like a broken record right now. Um, but I think those little additions that we talked about just before would be make it even just make it more expandable and more more playable um, after we reach a certain amount of rewards or stuff like that so I don't know is there anything else that really needs to be added events is pretty simple and straightforward.
1: Uh, there's one small thing. Oh. Um, it's just more like a visual thing, I guess. Okay. I would like. This could also fall into battle royale too if it works um, the man, way they man. want it. But I would like to uh, draft a team um, while looking at the diamond versus looking at just like a one through nine lineup. So, you know, in, in rank seasons or, or in just your edit lineup screen, it shows the diamond, it shows the nine cards around there, or I guess the eight and, you know, you just, go like up to center field, you click on your center fielder and it shows you all your center fielders that you can put in. I think that's a more fun way to build a team. You kind of get a, a, an overhead view of what your team's looking at. You can see the ratings over on the the bottom left-hand side to kind of give you an idea of maybe what the defense would be if you're in a secondary position. I think that's a more fun way to do it. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with the current way they have it, but I think that would... If I could look at my team and see where I'm putting these guys and just go like position by position I think that'd be cool. It's not really something that needs to happen But for me, I think I'd like it better than just looking at the thing and just drafting a one through nine lineup
0: Okay, I'll be down for that. That'd be a different way and and make it more user-friendly kind of so uh, What do you think when you said that it made me think of what about if when we have an ESL? um ESL tournament or qualifiers going make it maybe a separate event um, having two events going at the same time but a separate event where you have the same roster restrictions same rules and everything where people could just practice and that's way that's the way they get to practice from and be able to um, use the uh, certain roster restrictions and see what players they like before going to that particular weekend um and then they could have a better idea of what team they want to use just saying if we don't do the BR way of course um if they do the BR way just another way of reforming that as well maybe um i think that'd be kind of cool to do mm-hmm. um
1: yeah it it it's cool it'd be cool yeah there's there's a lot of ways like i mean at this point we're just looking for small ways to spice it up because yeah. i think at, at the most part it's Events is pretty much at its maximum potential. There's small things you could tweak, but really there's nothing wrong with the way events works. It's been the same since day one. You get the same rewards. Uh, I think maybe later on in the year, maybe they should start making the nine win reward a 5K quick sell diamond because, you know, at at 12 wins, you're basically getting 5,000 stubs if you you know, get that 12-win run because you're getting an 85 to 89. None of those guys go for more than 5K. Pretty much none of them do. So I think they can maybe adjust the rewards. But, I mean, at this point, like I said, we're just talking about small stuff. Events, it's pretty sound. It's pretty self-aware. It knows what it is. And I think events has been done pretty well except for obviously – the dead
0: ball. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just say Kooks does not want dead ball back ever really again, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it has nothing to do with the the theme. I I'm totally cool with trying out new cards and having mm-hmm. the theme, but for me, the three weeks or you know three different dead ball on, events yeah. in a month, it's just it's a little too much.
0: Yeah, I hear it. Well, way you said it, it's very minimal fixes, like you said. I totally agree couldn't say that any better so yeah uh now going forward it's going to we'll see we'll see what happens there i assume we might get a forever event going soon usually in october late october november did we get one last year
1: uh yes actually i think the reward was 99 andrew jones oh yeah they released
0: them so late in the year i remember that that was actually a new year i think
1: yeah um I, I got on the game uh, yesterday, actually. I got on 19 because I've been debating about doing either a video or a stream where I attempt moments extreme from last year again. Uh, and so <laughs> Why would you do So I ache yeah, the content, baby. Um, but uh, yeah, I looked and yeah, Andrew Jones was there in the forever event. And I was like, dude, I totally forgot about this. Yeah. And we still didn't get the highest Andrew Jones yet this year.
0: Yeah, I it's mean, I don't know why they so wait so long on him. Yeah, I mean, we've been waiting for Willie too. I mean, yeah, I really, I, know, thought, right? I really thought Willie would get at least in the sixth, seventh, because you got to think he was through the collections last year. Let let he's going to be mostly free this year. I still think he's going to be ninth inning. I can't see it without being ninth inning. But last year with ninth inning was finest Cars, I I remember where we got the Degrom, we got the Cunha, and we got the DJ. So mm-hmm. I don't
1: know. I really don't know. Oh. dude hopefully soon i don't think we'll i think maybe wait ninth inning was finest that's what i
0: i was surprised by too but my chats unless my chats lying to me which they could do let's hold on we're we're here we're doing this live so ninth inning program and we'll be the show 19 that is me typing on google right now and yeah it was that it was Degrom. So
1: okay, well that means then that, that means road. the <laughs> the first
0: video that pops up. What do you think? It's you going over the ninth inning program.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got to be then that the ninth inning just simply came out later he than must, it did this yeah, year. Must have. Yeah, because they usually they they may start releasing some finest. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they wait until the season is over yeah. to release a good amount but of the, the season's finest? It's over by the end of this week. Yeah, but I mean, I mean the postseason too, because during the postseason they focus on that postseason content. Uh, hold on, we didn't get finest till well, at like like the postseason. Unless I'm remembering, I might uh, be remembering wrong. You,
0: you, you posted this video on October 31st, 2000. Yeah, that's that's late. That's much later. Yeah, yeah. So you
1: you are right there. Okay. So yeah, so we so that's ninth awesome. inning should definitely be regular yep. legends and flashbacks. Whereas tenth inning, we might see some flawless or I'm sorry, some right. uh, finest. Yep. Oh, okay, that makes more sense now.
0: I remember those finders got I think leaked somehow, like yeah, posted on Reddit, I'm like, oh hey, did yeah. these three, yeah, but that's here there. um, so <laughs> I think next week we do get ninth in your program, right uh, Friday, yes, and then, yeah, I think it's like eight days or something. And I, I'm glad that you brought up the postseason program because that's going to begin. And you know what's going to be even more crazy? Now we have eight teams, so there's going to be a lot more possibilities. I know, I'm excited. Files. So that's going to be fun. And and seeing how the tops now cards are so juiced, I can't imagine how they juiced up the postseason cards.
1: Oh, these postseason cards are going to be ridiculous, dude. Yep. So I, whoever I, gets World Series MVP is basically getting like the best card in the game. Exactly, it's, it's it
0: pretty much is. Um, hey, you got any? Oh, actually, the playoffs are not so. I'll ask you this next week. Uh, we'll we'll get our predictions of who's going to win, <laughs> the, or predictions for World Series and from that. But the, they don't get set to next week. I'm I'm sad, Kooks. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you are too. I mean, both our teams. Are
1: I mean, weekend. mathematically, the Angels. Still have a chance. Still did the Mets, they, but there's no way <laughs> they got to sweep the Dodgers and have the Astros get swept or something. Yeah, it, uh, it, there's a chance always, Beast player of the month card, please. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. And but I didn't even know if he was a silver already. I was looking yeah. before he was uh, in the BR draft. So he was a silver. It's crazy. Dude's a freaking stud right now, and I think this week is actually the last regular season update for rosters. So just be yep. aware of that tomorrow. Even though you're probably going to be listening, to this probably like an hour or two beforehand if you're listening before. And if you are, thank you. Um, and yeah, and then we won't get another update until end of the postseason um, when they update that. So, i.e., for next week will probably be only for. Uh, postseason cards so just be aware of that and you know, next tuesday and wednesday cooks i mean wednesday we get eight games of playoff baseball it's going to be like march madness man uh, i can't wait bro it. i'm 100% not streaming that day and i'm just <laughs> watching baseball was all day i take off the day by camp because i have i have something big going at work so um but i'll i'll be listening in and uh see what happens but yeah that's going to do us for this week, uh, like you said, next week we'll try to get someone to interview from the CCL. Uh, we'll get over their experience from it. Um, we'll get their predictions, and you know what? Actually, what? Maybe we'll get someone from the outside. Uh, maybe we'll try to get Paul and try Ooh. to get his predictions of. playoffs because he won't have a biased opinion well not biased but he's not part of it and i believe he's going to be commentating on some games so that'd be kind of cool to get him in here and get his insight and um we'll just talk i mean we could talk about paul with baseball forever so um, yeah right we'll we'll try to get spoiler here for next week I'll, i'll hit him up but anyway appreciate you guys listening in as always you guys have a good one enjoy running back for this Friday, and uh, we'll be talking about much more come Tuesday about it. If there's any other cards that get released, well, there will be more cards are released. But if there's any more juicy cards get released, we'll be talking about that on Tuesday alongside CCL with our big matchup, Cougs. But make sure to follow Cougs at uh, twittercom cougs 46 I'm at Scuffy McGee TV. Our official Twitter account on for Inside the Show is Inside the Show PC. Um, be sure to shoot follow over there, and we'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one.